Welcome to this week's Ping Podcast. This week, Terry Sherman presents part three of the dynamic duel of customer service. So, when we want to, uh, we've, we're going to, the way we're going to go about this to identify the maturity is this. We're going to look at a very, very quick and high level review of the activities of each of these processes. And we're going to look at the processes one at a time. And in terms of being able to describe our level of control, our level of maturity of these processes, we're going to look in these areas. We're going to look for, for visible results. What can we, what should, what tangibly should we be able to see in our organization in order to be able to say we have a, we're on our way to having a mature incident management or problem management process. We're going to look at what sort of management information is being made available by these two processes. We're going to look at how well we've defined the tasks and authorities in each process. And again, an aspect of how the processes are active rather than reactive. We're going to look at the alignment of supply and demand in terms of the process, the need for the process within the organization, and the need for the level of maturity of the process in the organization. And we're going to look at just some evidence of documentation and how much formal planning. And in fact, you can take a look at those areas that are listed right there, those, uh, those seven areas there, and they give you a good idea about how to go about describing the level of maturity within of a process within your organization. Not just incident and problem management, but any process. So how well it is defined, basically, how well it is documented, and, uh, and in terms of incident and problem management, how well you're making the distinctions between the two. So a quick review of the activities of these two processes. Uh, I'm sorry, starting with incident management. And, you know, what we've done is there are actually, you know, eight processes listed here, but we group them together in two, so it's only four bullets. But it gives you some idea of we need to detect and record, classify, provide initial support, do an investigation and diagnosis, keeping in mind that in incident management, when we're investigating and performing diagnosis, again, we're not doing root cause analysis and fixing, we're still looking for the right band-aid. We're really just looking for the, for the right temporary solution as well as when we apply resolution and recovery, that's what we're doing. We're restoring normal service, we're looking for the right Band-Aid, we're putting the right Band-Aid on and doing it. And also, some of the, I, I love this in ITIL, you know, the idea that ownership is an activity, it's not a concept. <laughs> it's an activity, ownership. We need to own our incident records. And when you talk about ownership and monitoring and tracking and reporting and communicating, we're talking about these activities being primarily done by the first level of incident management. And the first level of incident management is defined in ITIL as being your what? Your service desk. You know, have you ever thought about this? You look at these 10 service management processes in ITIL. You look at them, and really the library and the advice and guidance that's there, there's a lot of advice and guidance about what and why. And then what happens is you take that what and that why, and you bring it into your organization to figure out the how and the who. And ITIL gives you some advice and guidance, but it's generally pretty loose about how you're going to take these activities and distribute them among the various departments and groups that you have in IT. You know, for instance, in problem management, in terms of the activities that are being done there, they could be done by, some of problem management can be done in your networks, some of it can be done in operations, some of it can be done in application development. You take these activities and you distribute them among the various departments and groups within your IT organization. And ITIL says, you know, well, you could try it here, you could do it there. They give you some advice and guidance, but they're pretty loose about it. Not so in incident management. 
In incident management, actually, it's the only process out of the 10 service management processes where ITIL gives you a specific who. It says your first level of incident management is your service desk. You assign that who. And the activities that are associated with that first level of incident management, ownership, monitoring, tracking, these are, these are activities that are done by the service desk. And what happens to us, I think, when we're, uh, I think another way to gauge the maturity of these processes in an organization, what happens because of that is we, when we start talking about incident management in our organizations, it, what people hear is service desk. And oftentimes the activities of incident management are sort of, we, we look upon, well, that's what the service desk does. And to a large extent that's true because the service desk is the first level of incident management, but I also have activities in incident management that are performed by other entities or departments or groups within IT in addition to the service desk. And I need to acknowledge that, and I think that's one of the ways that I know I have a mature and well-understood process uh, in my incident management process in my organization when that distinction is understood and accepted. So, uh, but we talk a lot about incident management. We talk about a lot of the activities, especially the first level activities being done by the service desk because they are. Okay, so there's an act there are the activities. Let's talk about some of the visible results. How do you know, you, you know, what should you look for as you're trying to bring this process to some level of controllable maturity? What are some of the things that you could be looking for? Well, do you have a process owner? Why do we expect the process owner, who's accountable for the, I would say even more than responsible, accountable for the end-to-end -end success of the incident management process, why would we say that they don't do any work? Why is that even a good idea? They're sponsoring the process, right. Okay. I'm going to give you one other reason why your process owner should not have his or her fingers in the activities of this process. Accountability. Accountability in ITIL is singular. Accountability, in fact, accountability in life should be singular. In other words, the buck has to stop somewhere, and in process design, the buck starts with, stops with the process owner. So accountability is, is key, is very important. And of course, you all understand that because you work in IT, you all, you all have an accountability issue. And the accountability issue is this. When something goes wrong in IT, each one of you, because of the fact you work in IT, you are a master of CYA. Right? Not your fault. If you work in applications, it's a network issue. If you work in operations, it's an applications issue. It's, we're pretty good at doing this. We're pretty good at pointing the fingers in the other direction. So that when something goes wrong, it is very hard to figure out what to do. So we identify a process owner to handle that. We identify a process owner as to be the entity to whom we go to if we have an issue with the process or who is accountable for fixing it when it doesn't work. And because that person is going to require a certain level of authority within the organization, they're usually senior management. Okay, so one of the ways that you know that you have your process is beginning, that is beginning to take on some maturity is you actually have identified, and everybody actually knows who he or she is, a process owner. And of course, the other principle in ITIL is that the process owner is singular. In other words, it's, it's not a department, it's not a group, it's an individual. It's an entity. And the principle in ITIL is that you have 10 service management processes and you have 10 and only 10 process owners. So there's only one incident manage, management process owner. 
You also know that you have maturity when there are identified and budgeted for resources to perform the activities of incident management. You also know that you have a mature process when you have an awareness campaign. Now, an awareness campaign doesn't just mean that you've trained some of the people in IT to do incident management activities. An awareness campaign means that you've gone out to the entire organization as part of your communication plan for this process. You've gone out to your entire organization and you make sure that everybody understands how everybody in the entire organization, not just in IT, but everybody understands how the, I, how the incident management process works. So your awareness campaign. If you have an awareness campaign that is extending beyond IT out to the entire organization, you know you're doing a pretty good job. You also know that if all your serv if you have multiple service desks, multiple local service desks in your organization, that it, those multiple service desks are using the same incident record tool, that's a sign of maturity. And that those incidents across your multiple service desks, or even within your one service desk, if you have the centralized model, that they are consistently being classified, that there's consistency in the way we classify and categorize. Some more visible results, uh, that your service desk has the skill to actually perform incident matching. Incident matching in the incident management process means that we are looking at for common fields, common areas in the incidents, so that we can identify a solution, a workaround. And if we can perform uh, some initial level of incident matching on the service desk, we will, of course, be able to respond more quickly in our incident management process. And, of course, another sign is that the service desk, which is the first level of incident management, is restoring service on first contact. We all understand the value of that, the value of the fact that we don't have to escalate every time we get a call, that our service desk is not just a call center, that we actually have a skilled service desk, and they are able to uh, restore normal service on first contact. And incidents that are not resolved in timely basis are escalated appropriately according to SLA expectations. That second, your second level works on the escalated incidents within the agreed time, so all of that's really cool. You got the escalation part down really well. And you're having fewer and fewer breaches of your SLAs. And of course that's your service desk, which is again the first level of incident management, owns the status of those incidents so that when your end users call the service desk, they can get an answer as to what is the status of the particular incident that they reported a while back, or actually the status of the service request that they submitted, because that's within the scope of incident management as well. Also, so, the service desk is communicating with the client. The client is also, all communication is two-way, so not only is this a way for the service desk to communicate to the client, but also we're going to be able to use our service desk as a way to communicate uh, back to the clients in terms of the status of their uh, uh, incidents and the status of their service request. And that procedures have been developed, communicated, and are being practiced by the, all of those. In other words, we have procedures in place. And later on, when we look at documentation, we've actually written those procedures down. And people know where they are, they know how to access them, and they can get to them. You know you're doing okay when you have all of that. Thank you for listening to this week's PIM podcast, part three of the dynamic duel of customer service by Terry Sherman. Please join us next week for part four.